Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. Welcome to How We Seize It, episode 44. We're going to do Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, followed by Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. And this is a very uh, special episode because we also have a birthday that's happening today. So I just got to send a shout out to my, uh, my my main man, Noah, on the other end of the mic. So happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks. Happy yeah. Birthday. Yeah. This is my you, birthday. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. That's that's my uh, my co-host, my uh, hetero life mate, uh, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> not not silent, Steve, though. That that would make for a horrible podcast. <laughs> well, no, yeah, actually, my, you know, you listen to to. Kevin Smith doing his uh, his movie reviews. That's kind of what it is. It's like it's all him monologuing for for two oh, hours really? when he does uh, when he does movie reviews on. Have you ever watched any of some some of his? No, on, uh, on I, I mean I've watched some some of his stuff, but never like um, I watched. He had it like it was almost like a sitcom, not a sitcom, but like a talk show tape thing where he brought people in and talked about movies and things like that. But it was like with a live audience kind of right there and i've listened to some of his stuff um yeah. i did download a couple of his po- uh podcasts like uh, jay and silent bob grow old or something like that um but i haven't listened to those i did i did like i always do i go and listen to what other podcasts are saying about the movies um just to hear what they said and i was i was really shocked because there's a lot of haters out there it, <laughs> it's like there's there's one podcast and their whole their whole premise they even talk about it is reviewing um kevin smith films and all they do is hate on them and i'm like why would you start a podcast just to hate on a a guy's films it's like it's the most ridiculous thing so um needless to say i I did enjoy a lot of those i I don't even think i finished like half of them just because i was like I, i don't need to hear people bash movies you know just over and over again so it's kind of strange it that is, um, it's almost they they kind of uh, bring that up a little bit in the uh, what is it in the first one where they're talking about it's the, the premise. Internet. It's almost <laughs> the internet trolls and uh, yeah, being being uh, that's that's where you go if you want to just find the haters. That's all they do. Oh, the the, internet, the, so. the poop shoot, uh, cinema <laughs> poop shoot or whatever. Or, yeah. Um, yeah, before we get into that, uh, I mean, I knew we, we had some cool stuff going on this week, and I know we started. Um, the haunting of blind manor and we're watching that um, yeah it's kind of like a little in-between podcast we're going to do that this friday so we're, we're getting an extra episode or two out with that um i've actually got to episode eight so i'm 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 primed and ready for our our get back together and finish it off and like yeah. oh I got so. I got to episode eight on Monday. That's when I sent it. I texted like, <laughs> oh can man, we, do we really have to wait till Friday? But I have, <laughs> I have I haven't touched it, and I'm I'm avoiding any internet spoilers too. So I'm just I'm with, I'm I'm with you. Gonna, it's like oh, it's so hard not to just <laughs> dive right in. I watched um, those first three episodes over again, and I found out that on Netflix on your phone you can actually watch at one and a half times speed. So I was able to kind of oh. forward through them a little faster. Just I. Just I wanted to kind of review them a little bit, but yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, the other ones I, I watched at normal speed just since it was, yeah, no. it was fresh. Yeah, I hadn't seen it. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. So I might do the same though for the last uh, last uh, oh five get ready for it again. After. Yeah, just to kind of uh, yeah. get get ready for it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm stoked for it. I want to I want to get to the ending and find out what's going on. Um, 
yeah, other than that, I, I mean, you had anything else going on this week? I, mean, I got my uh, drill bit for the Blickman kettle. I'm I'm adding oh. that otter sparge to the to the top, and uh, I told you yesterday I had a I had a drill bit coming, and yeah, you, you made me panic that it was gonna <laughs> that I was gonna screw it all up. I have <laughs> so, faith in you. I just I know I I, know. I I drilled it today. I actually successfully drilled it, and it worked out great. Um, it it needed to be thirteen sixteenths of a of an of an inch. Um, nice. And, uh, and it, it went in nice. It was, it, it, it got nice and red hot. You know, it started like melting, yeah. like, like molten lava, but, oh, geez. Uh, but it, uh, it worked. I just kind of took my time with it a little bit after, yeah. after about five minutes I had it. Usually when you're cutting stuff like that, they put oil. Okay. Uh, and that, that keeps the heat down. That makes sense. But, uh, you know, it was the first time I'd done it. So yeah, no, I, I, I wish I would have thought about it yesterday. I mean, I, I've done some time in their shop at, at work and stuff like that. And I, I didn't even think about, I was thinking it's thin metal, but it's, it's aluminum or no, it's not even aluminum. It's steel, right? Steel kettle. Um, so it, it'll, it'll take a lot of, a lot more than, you know, other things to, to drill through. So yeah, you normally you would just add a little bit of uh, cutting oil. I've been watching videos too for because uh, this is now now I've got two kettles and I have they have a system where you can actually do the do the uh, mash in on the mash tun on top and your your bottom is is both your where you're going to do your boil your boil kettle but also your mm -hmm. hot liquor uh, okay so it it circulates it you're doing a recirculating mash um, oh in, in order to uh, you know do the do the spot so you don't actually put any clean water in there to rinse you kind of rinse with your your, your you normal water you, you just start kind of with your full through. amount of strike and sparge water in the in the bottom one you heat it up and then you start circulating it you fill it up at the top so you can mash in with with your grain and uh, malt and specialty malts and all that and then you'll slowly start circulating the, the entire uh, you, you let it sit for a little bit, but then you start your circulation right. and then, and then once you're done with all your circulation, you can just let it all go yeah, down, it is all bottom, sucked down through. and then you take off your uh, mash tun off top and you've got your boil kettle ready to go. So nice. Cool. Wow. We'll have to see how sounds it Sounds easy, but I, I'm probably going to fuck it up. <laughs> you know, I need a little <laughs> practice. I've been watching some videos just because you, you know, it, it requires a, a pump obviously since you're doing a recirculation. Right. But well, that's cool because you have one. Yep. I got that pump <laughs> for my birthday. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm putting the switch on that. I'll, I'll have that done by this weekend for sure. Nice. I, I, I went and bought some, I, I've changed my mind like three different times on how I'm going to do it and stuff like that. And so it just, it's me trying to, trying to make it perfect and then figuring out a better way to do it. And so, uh, but no, I think I got it now. So I just got to put it together and it'll be nice. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, my weekend was pretty interesting. We, um, we went and got a new kitten. Um, so we had, I mean, we had two kittens and one of them, you know, unfortunately got hit by a car. So, right. uh, we got a replacement kitty. Um, and we went and we had, a, it was about an hour drive just to get there, but, uh, on the chance that they had a, an orange cat that, uh, was about the right age and I'm a sucker for orange kittens. So boy cat. We got, yep. Okay. Little boy named Wilson. We named him Wilson. <laughs> that's right. So not um, after the tennis ball, though. Nope, not after the tennis ball. But that's kind of funny with the dog, you know, like a little another dog toy. Um, <laughs> no, actually, he's named after um, the uh, Seahawks quarterback uh, Russell Wilson. So we went back and forth with different names, but that's the one that kind of seems to fit him right. I think that's great. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's cool. He's a, he's a cool little cat so far. Well, still on the skittish side. Um, just new house, big dog. You know that always wants to chase him so we'll 
he'll get used to it and be good. Other than that, yeah, just more work and uh, we did our podcast and then uh, watch it, watching the shows. Yeah. Right. So, are you yeah, finding and, are you finding it a little tougher to watch the shows now that you're back at work uh, full time? Yes, I am. <laughs> it is. It, I do not have the time. Although I have uh, found, um, as long as they're on, I think it's Netflix and Amazon Prime. I can download them on my iPad and watch them like during my lunchtime and stuff. So, <laughs> so that helps a little bit. I think I'm going to have to do that with the Agents of Shield. Um, so I can get through some of those. Well, I'm going to take advantage of watching things at the one and a half times speed for because that's on Netflix. <laughs> so Agents of Shield, I'm not so worried about about you know the knowing all the, the stories. Pacing, and... the, well, no, I mean even a one and a half times speed, you you get it, it kind of messes with the pacing though, and and sometimes you don't when it's filmmaking, you don't want to mess with that sort of stuff when when it's all about the cinema of it. But for so something does, like Agents of Shield, it's just you know it's right. a TV show. It's not. Um, I heard I heard there's some pretty decent stuff in there. They get okay. some different act. Um, and then um, does it does it kind of mess with the audio a little bit? Does it the, their voices? No, not a, not with the pitch. So they don't sound okay. like they're chipmunks or anything like that. It's, <laughs> uh, it's just, not like a, re- a record player. No, it's well it's well done. Um, you almost okay. you almost miss it. You know, it just okay. goes by a little bit faster, so you can get through them. Uh, you know, well, I know on audiobooks, it 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 changes just slightly, but it does it change the the pace, and and a lot of times you get a slower reader, you you jump up the speed, and it and they actually sound normal, which is kind of nice. Now I haven't had anybody uh, in an audiobook that read too fast that I had to slow them down, but I was listening to one um, audio or a podcast, and uh, it it was an Australian. Um, podcast and I, I didn't know it going in I just you know I just listened to them and uh, they were speaking so fast and then with the the accent I didn't understand a word they were saying I was like what the heck and then and there was two other people on there so at first I was like oh maybe I got the speed up and then the other two people talk normal and I'm like okay well what the? and then went back to the other guy and he's just like what the with that and I'm like what <laughs> okay can't do this one this is not gonna work so that's one of my 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 things is if if the audio's bad or the speaker's bad, it makes it really hard for me to listen. And and that's why I know for us, I've always been really, really putting an emphasis on making sure we've got good equipment so we sound good. We you know we it's try tough and- since we're having to do these over the internet and we've got we're dealing with uh, latency with our conversations. But I think we've done a pretty good job. Yeah, and I've listened to a few of them and they and they sound uh, as good or better than and than a lot of them out there. Um, you know, but if you catch good. if you catch our episode forty three or episode forty five on Friday these these last couple Fridays we've yeah been those are going to be our those. live ones again we've been recording them yeah around the table so uh, we and just, those and those came out pretty good too um, I listen to those when I when I do that when I'm editing and, and putting them together I usually listen to um, at least probably a minute or two to um, either enhance or or lower the volume so we all come out similar um, right volume. that's right because you you've got them fed into different different channels yeah. or different uh so you can adjust people's right yeah, yeah. i made sure we went pinky out when we can you know so <laughs> cool uh all right well let's get into these but uh with that you know we always start off with what we're drinking so what are you drinking for this jay and silent bob all right duo so i i i decided i was going to try to mimic the characters with what i purchased i first i you know jay and silent bob they kind of have a uh a particular a look. look yeah a look so i thought for for jay i was thinking maybe a corona because he's kind of a little taller <laughs> yellow um and i thought oh, maybe i could do some sort of um, uh you know short short 
little heavier, oh. fat, fatter drink for like a for, stout. <laughs> I thought about that. Yeah, actually, stout was one of them that I came up with. But I ended up grabbing a uh, a tequila, um, oh. uh, Jose Cuervo tequila, blue agave gold. So this is uh, you know this is my this is my J, and yeah, yep. I'm gonna pair that with with a Coke. For my silent bob which is kind of nice because you know they do a lot of coke references but also you put these together and you got a highball so uh, nice i got a highball drink that's that's what i'm i'm drinking um with my my visual I, i'm sorry you yeah. guys listening on podcast can't see it but i'll, but, I'll, I'll get them to take a picture and we'll but the put visual it up maybe just to try to try to make it look like they were the characters and i'm gonna which is funny because i've said that so many times like oh i'll take a picture and i've never put any of them up <laughs> <laughs> well just imagine it just a little it's yeah it's one a little fo- a little short like a, uh, yeah like bottle. eight ounce yeah eight ounce bottle yeah of, of coke um, nice. Yeah, it, the visual actually works. <laughs> and one of the first references, he talks about, you know, weed and Coke and, and drinking, yeah. you know. So so I figured uh, you got your drinking, you got your Coke, and you, you get, put them together, you make a highball. And so nice. That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's so I was I was like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to find something that's more of a weed based. Uh, so I, wa- I, I wanted to look for um, like, a, you know, we talked about Lagunitas has their chronic, which is yeah. like crossed out for sensor. And I was like, oh, that's not out right now. So I'm like, OK, well, let me look and see what else is out there. So I started looking for like a cannabis infused uh, beer. Sure. Well, apparently you can't do that. You can't you can't put liquor and, and cannabis together uh, by law. Oh, and really? So- I gotta yeah. tell that to my uh, my older <laughs> brother because he did do that, uh, you know, about five he or six years ago. Can't sell it. Okay, well, I tasted That's it. It was, it was awful, but yeah, <laughs> you can do it. You just can't sell it uh, commercially, apparently. Because, uh, well, I mean, we have that tequila that's infused. Well, anyways, I found... <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, and I almost was going to do that, but then I was... Stevia infused, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I found Lagunitas has a... It's called High Hops, and it's a cannabis-infused sparkling water. So, that's that's what I got going. And this is... It, it's, it's a five, five and five. So, it's five milligrams of the THC and then five milligrams of the CBD inside of sparkling water. And... Uh, so you're getting so high it, on this podcast. That's that's the plan, yeah. Well, I, I had a beer earlier, so I. But yeah, I was like, um, and they, I, they actually have three different three different ones from Lagunitas, and there's some others out there. But Lagunitas has three different ones. This one's called Tuner, but they also have one that's 10 milligrams of a THC, and then they have one that's 18 milligrams of the CBD. Um, but I got the one that's in the middle, so it's a little bit of both. But I thought I thought, what better for you know uh, a Jay and Silent Bob. You know, because I'm not going to smoke a joint. That just, that's just not me. And, it, and it's nothing. To, I'm not against it. It just, it fucks with my lungs, and I don't want to do that. So, um, so this no to me was kind of no edibles. No, that was that was that was the other possibility if I couldn't find a drink. But I, I was really happy to find this. I think you told me that story where you overdid it on the edibles. Oh or, or, God, I ate or, a, or, I ate or a, you didn't realize <laughs> that they were. No, no, it was we. We someone gave me a cupcake, and they said, <laughs> and they said. Uh, only eat half of it because it's pretty potent. Well, I ate a quarter of, of it, <laughs> and it fucking knocked me on my ass for like eight hours. It was it like if if I'd ate the whole thing, I would have been out for a month. I mean, it was just so. Yeah, you, that's the problem with edibles. Is I think if you're not if it's a homemade edible, you you the potency is off the chart sometime, and you're not sure. So, but yeah, I thought this would be kind of fun, and it actually tastes pretty good. It's 
it's very it's very fizzy so it's a, a really good sparkling water and it kind of um to give it a flavor i would say almost like uh like a rose flavor it's kind of got a almost a floral tint to it okay. um it's not not fruity it's not but it's it's decent what's it called again Zalaganitas High Hops Tuner is it so okay. High Hops I think is the brand because that's the three of them and then Tuner is the flavor which is the five and five so yeah I got this on Monday and I've been I've been kind of like oh I can't wait you can't wait <laughs> <laughs> so kind of cool we'll see how it goes I may be panicking later and they'd be like oh why'd I do it why'd I do it <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see yeah all right, let's get into this Jay and Silent Bob. So this movie was released in uh, 2001, um, August of 2001, late August of 2001. And the reason I know this is because in some of the other podcasts I was listening to, they make a big reference to this came out um, like two weeks before 9-11. Yeah. And uh, I guess a lot of the podcasts I was listening to are, are younger guys that are they were in their early early 30s, late 20s, and they were talking about how that was such a change for them and, and just, you know, it, t- it took them out of their childhood watching this movie and then that happening and stuff. And I was like, okay. So we're, we're talking about, you know, pretty, what is that? That's almost 19 years ago? I, you know, it's it's been that long, and I, I do that for a lot of things. I You know, I hear about something that happened in the past, you know, right around that time, and mm-hmm. it, it you kind of throw that reference in. Was it? Pre or post 9 11? Pre, pro, yeah. Well, yeah, it changed it, the world. Yeah, it really did. It right. changed a lot of people's thoughts and stuff. So we got a new um, one now, too. We're going to have pre and post COVID. <laughs> That's going to certainly right? be oh, its, God, own, yeah. its own. Oh, shit. After. What? The reboot was released pre COVID, oh <laughs> right God. before COVID. Oh, shit. <laughs> so Jay and Silent Bob <laughs> cannot release another movie because we cannot take another kind <laughs> of. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's, okay. Yeah. Anyways, let's get back into this. That's so this was okay. We we I think I think we're done. That was the insight. <laughs> I think we could wrap this one up. <laughs> so the premise of this movie going in was this was supposed to be kind of the closeout of the View Askew uh, universe, right? He had his View Askew universe. I think is what the, I, I saw yeah. references the View Askew universe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so that this was supposed to be this one song saying goodbye, and um, he did. I think his his whole thought process in this is he wasn't trying to make this great thoughtful movie. He's trying to have fun with his friends and make something funny, make something where he gets to bring all his buddies in and, and do some some goofing around and stuff like that. And I don't think a lot of people understood that when they are talking about reviewing this movie. They're like, oh, it's not as good as this and it's not funny. And I'm like, are you looking at it for the right reasons? Like he's not trying to make an Emmy, an Emmy winner, right? He's not trying to change the world with this. He's trying to have some fun with his friends in the media that he works in. I, I agree. There's a certain ad- juvenile uh, joy in in oh yeah in, exactly. watch, in watching this stuff and 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 yeah if you if you're expecting something more you're not going to get it i mean actually in the reboot there were times i was tearing up a little bit it's like god damn it this is you, you oh you're not wrong uh, you're not but, wrong the reboot but, has a lot more heart than this one does this one yeah. almost is just pure fuck around you know have some fun yeah uh, do, do some stuff like that and you know it's done with these characters these this jay and silent bob that were in every one of the other movies you know they were in clerks they were in yeah. mall, mall rats they were in chasing amy um 
what dogma dogma yeah um and then so you know they're and, and they make jokes in there you know directly like like uh he's talking to him and he's like you know Jane and Silent Bob couldn't carry their own movie, and then they turn and look right at the camera, you know, break the fourth wall type thing. Right. Which I love. And, to, and you know, it's funny because a lot of the other people are like, you know, oh, it's so stupid. And I'm like, no, that's what's telling you this is what he's trying to do. He's trying to make fun of himself. He's trying to make these jokes that, you know, that you would do sitting around a house joking with your friends at a party drinking, not trying to, you know, make you know win the world or anything and and so i i just didn't understand why and maybe it's i don't know maybe that's just people are taking it too cynical and they're trying to like judge every movie as it has to it has to be a, a world breaker and it has to be you know have to have all this meaning in, in people can't just make a movie to to have fun so that's what i took from this and i i enjoyed it and i laughed my ass off it's one of my favorite uh kevin smith movies this and dogma I, I, these are the two I, I can go back to all the time. Have you seen and them just, all? Have you seen all the? Yeah, um, I'm not as familiar with Chasing Amy, even though I've seen it. Um, it just, I, I know the premise of it, but I can't pull anything out. You know, I, I think I saw it way back when it came out, and I don't think I was as interested in it then. So, um, you know, it's funny. Mallrats is the only one I haven't seen. I don't remember Mallrats. So I've seen everything else. Chasing Amy was one that I actually watched a few times. It reminds me of when I used to work at Blockbuster Video. And I remember yeah. seeing it on the shelf. And um, <laughs> and, uh, and that was that was before Ben Affleck. I, I, that was before he was in Goodwill Hunting, I believe, too. I think that was a pre- uh, I think so. Well, he was also, and he also did Jersey Girls. Jersey Girl with that Kevin Smith did, and a lot of people give give that movie a lot of crap, and I enjoyed that one. I I, I really like that one too, and so I, I don't know. Um, I, I think a lot of people really judge him harshly, Kevin Smith harshly on his movies, rather than kind of I don't know. Um, the the things I loved about this one um, was that the the whole thing was a big laugh fest in the fact that nothing was taken serious right i mean you you start right. off with them it, it starts off with them as babies getting dropped off in front of the um quickie that mark. was that and that was hilarious <laughs> so uh and i and a lot of people if they've ever put any effort into finding things out about these movies will know that kevin smith's daughter harley quinn smith was actually the baby that they used to play uh Silent bob as a baby. Oh shit. I didn't uh, know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, um, and, and she's also in the reboot. She's yeah. the, the, oh, I knew that. Daughter. Yeah. I knew it yeah. in the reboot, but so that's, that's her as a baby, as the silent Bob character. And he, and, and it's, you know, they also, it's like here, you know, put this hat on to, to block the sun from your eyes, but puts it on backwards, you know, and he always wears it backwards kind of thing. Um, and then yeah, they go on, and that's how how uh, I like it too. The guy's like, "Well, who's out here watching these babies?" He's like, "Well, the the the, the skinny ones watching the fat one, or the fat ones watching the skinny one." And I just I just like it, me up. I like it better when like I I thought it worked really well for this is they didn't overplay the scene. It was over pretty quick. You got the joke. It mm -hmm. was really it was it was rich. It was fun. Some of the scenes I think they overplay a little much, and and it makes them drag. And this is this is. You know, I, I I agree I I agree with you on the concept. I I love watching them kind of have fun, 
But I think it's yeah. still fair to, to you can be a little critical and say, yeah, that didn't quite work or that was pretty stupid or I think it works the best when 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 they have that a good rich pace that kind of keeps things moving because boy they they pack a lot of <laughs> yeah, of, they... of stuff into a lot of insightful stuff a lot of stuff about the industry and about about uh, kind of world building well, characters meta being uh, you know interrelated between yeah. what they're doing and all their world going on around them it's fun yeah and it's and it's chock full of these cameos with people from other movies whether they they were revising characters or they were just uh, in other movies like George Carlin he's in <laughs> yeah. it yeah um, but he's not he doesn't play the character he played in the others right he just plays a guy hitchhiking you know talks about the the, <laughs> the good book which then leads to the the Carrie Fisher scene, right? And uh, you know they're always kind of referencing the, the 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 people that make cameos. They'll reference another movie they were in, like with George Carlin. <laughs> they they reference yeah. Bill and Ted at one point, you know. And so maybe that was a nod, or maybe that was just an acknowledgement that Jay and Silent Bob are. They are, do a lot of that, and they they try to acknowledge a lot of stuff. Like he he's a huge Star Wars fan, so there's a lot of like little Star Wars jokes in there. Um, you know the. <laughs> Like at the end when when uh, they have the blunt man and chronic, uh, they're on the movie set and they're fighting and and Mark Hamill comes out as the the bad guy. Right, right. Which is funny. The, another interesting fact is that was the first movie that Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill had been in together since Return, uh, of, the Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah, um, and apparently they didn't even know they were. E- each other were in the movie when they were until it was out. Like it was just one of those things. It was kind of like kind of funny, um, but yeah, they. You know, they do the whole lightsaber thing, and then you got Chris Rock in the back. Oh, Luke is going to sue somebody, you know, <laughs> and making fun of, but making fun of Star Wars and stuff yeah. like that. And there's there's other ones, and and even they get into uh, reboot, which we'll we'll talk about a little bit later. They do a lot of a lot of pop culture reference jokes and movies. You know, it's the whole they do the uh, was it Blunt Man v Chronic, and they're making fun of the Blunt Man or uh, Superman versus Batman. The, yeah movie and so i thought those were pretty funny and i mean i know i i still can watch it and miss some of the jokes um whether whether it be that it's just not a fandom or a genre or uh, something that i'm really into so i know all the ins and outs of it or sometimes i just miss them but um like if you catch every single thing in there i mean you, you are a super nerd you you're deep into all the 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 current you know things um he's you know he's big into comics like <laughs> one of the things I, I laughed at and i did i had never caught it before until i rewatched it this time when they're running through the the studio and uh, they're running through the people there's a scene in there where it's daredevil fighting with some guys and they knock him over and you just kind of catch a glimpse of it and i never i, I was like was that fucking daredevil <laughs> and and so i went and read some stuff about it and, and it's a nod to um Kevin Smith was writing Daredevil comic books um at some point. Was this He wrote Bat When did when did Ben Affleck do Daredevil? I think it was soon after. Okay. It, it might have been before. It, it, it's close but he but that was a it was a nod to the fact that he had written uh had written some uh Daredevil comics and I thought that was pretty cool. You know, he, he just throws these little little things in there that sometimes you would think is a throwaway but it's actually it's actually, you know, it has some deeper meaning and there's tons of it. And like I said, the more you watch it, the more you pick up on. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, 
to me, when the, you know, a lot of people um, bash on the fact that you got Jason Muse's Jay, who's you know just total stoner, just a total idiot kind of thing, and you know he gets the hot chick, and they're like, <laughs> why would she fall for him and stuff like that? And apparently, there was someone else up for the I can't remember who it was now. It was someone up for the role, and she didn't want to do it because she couldn't understand why she would you know want to be with Jay, and I was like it's a movie who cares what you know so i thought that was kind of funny so yeah you have jason muse as jay and um and uh shannon elizabeth as justice right and she walks in and it's that whole um they're kind of playing a, a little homage to the uh dream weaver song that was in um oh, what, uh, why am i blanking on it um the other two <laughs> spoof uh, guys um Oh God! Why am I blanking? It's it's the beer. Um, <laughs> it's the weed. Yeah. <laughs> the t- oh see, no! Uh, I don't know which. Wayne's which World. That? Wayne's World. Oh, okay. They're kind of whole doing the slow motion music as she's coming in. They did the same thing with Dreamweaver <laughs> in Wayne's World, and so I think he's kind of playing a little bit to that, which I thought was cool. But the funny thing for me is is him, you know, making out with her, and then they show him, and he's just doing it all in the air, talking to himself like it's all in his head, and you're just like, right? It just it made me laugh just hilariously. And um, I think Jason Mewes is hilarious. I mean, he, he's not he's not certainly not a very good actor. But <laughs> nope. some of the stuff coming out of his mouth, it's so foul and filthy, but it's so hilarious. And I, I kind of like his delivery, the way he's just, it's, it's, you know, you can tell it's kind of scripted and it's coming out. But, you know, that's, that character is based on, on him from when he was like, you know, a, a, a young teenager that, you know, Kevin Smith wrote it around him. So, you know, that that's, there's something true about it. I, I really think he's, so one he's of his- hilarious. One of the things I remember from way back in the day, and and, and I might have got it wrong, but um, I thought he was he like I remember seeing something about him and Shannon Elizabeth like in between sh- uh, scenes and stuff like that, and he was like he couldn't even look her in the eye. He was so shy and embarrassed and stuff <laughs> like that, and so he's have to do all this stuff. And and but he's like you know this this shy kid around her, and, and she just thought it was hilarious and, and thought it was so cool and funny. Um, and so, like, I don't think he's as crude and rude in real life, and I think he really had to to pull to get that out of him, um, which is is you know very interesting. And he, you're right, he's not a good actor, and he, I believe, this was his first acting job um, in Clerks. Movie-wise. I think in Clerks it was. I think it said yeah, Jay, he, Jay he, and Silent he, Ball, was, yeah. he was painting houses or something before. Yeah, you know. Uh, before this came along but uh, yeah so that was his first and now and and you know the, the kevin smith talks about trying to get pull the stuff out of him and stuff like that <laughs> it was pretty funny i i think he's hilarious and, and the fact that he has to carry the scenes with them because it's silent bob i know <laughs> right so jay's doing all the talking and you know and i think kevin smith does a pretty good job with i i, I think it's hilarious because he keeps quiet being a director, I think it's it adds a little bit of humor to me, um, you know, outside of the movie to that. But that his facial expressions and all the little things he does, they they make me laugh. Yeah. Just watching him, his 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 reaction to the things, um, you know. Well, I guess I mean it started with Clerks. They were it was uh, I heard that he he wanted to be in the movie, but he didn't want to have to remember any lines. Or maybe that's <laughs> that's maybe that's what Jason. Uh, 
Muse says. Um, but uh, so, but but the characters of Jay and Silent Bob just just kind of stuck, and people wanted to. They were yeah. So, so uh, then then they had to carry a film. Yeah, <laughs> much well, to and, the angst of a lot of uh, haters out there, you know. <laughs> God, yeah. But and, and so I, I love the, I love the story. You know, they got to go out to Hollywood to stop this movie, and and they, you know they do the. They visit Banky and they visit the different people and figuring all. And you know he he has to explain the internet to him, right? right? I think that's like what? And then you know, just and those things to me, the way he explains things are they're just they're comical, um, you know, and and having to you know ex- just explain stuff that everybody should know kind of thing in two thousand twenty, you know, two thousand one. Right. Everybody should know the internet. Um, and then the, the letters they write, you know, uh, to the haters and stuff are pretty funny. Um, the other part is like, so they get on the road, right? They have the, the Carrie Fisher scene, you know, oh yeah, I believe in the book, but (laughs) get thrown out of the car. Right after talking Um, to George Carlin about the book. Right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then, um, then they got the Scooby-Doo scene where they, they, right. Yeah. They get, (laughs) So that was some people were like, "Why the hell would he put that in there?" And I'm like, "Well, okay, you got to look at his age. What he probably grew up on was Scooby Doo cartoons. Oh, it's right? kind of a fantasy. Oh, I want to live in that. I mean, just see. Well, them. it's also a stoner for like <laughs> yeah, that's right. they never smoked, but everybody's like, yeah, those guys Shag- at least at, <laughs> at least Shaggy. the dog, the dog and Shaggy are at least smoke, you know. <laughs> and so yeah, the whole thing is pretty funny and. Um, so the voice of Scooby in that is also uh, um, Hamill, Mark Hamill. Oh, he says the yeah, uh, and I think they did that just kind of give him a nod, you know, to his Joker because he's he's very famous for his uh, Joker, his voice. voiceovers work. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So yeah, going from from Joker to uh, Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. <laughs> uh, yeah, then they then they end up getting hooked up with justice and in, in, in that van and that to me that the start of that was freaking hilarious um right where they get in the van and you got the the missy chrissy and um sissy you know uh girls and then you know justice and and then they, you got a uh, what's his name um i can't think of his name offhand the guy that's in the, american pie who's yeah, you know, they had, they yeah. Had a lot of uh, john william got, scott they've got a few actors from american pie because shannon elizabeth is and, <laughs> and, and pie fucker and the pie fucker right <laughs> <laughs> that's that cracks me up yeah and the dawson yeah it's pie fucker <laughs> and the dawson uh yeah it's sean william scott and and that whole that that just cracked me up because he's got the big braces and like you know, it reminded me of Ben whole, Stiller in uh, There's Something About Mary. Oh, right. Yeah. Right, it did. In the uh, beginning and when then he's you, got the braces, yeah. Yeah, and then you got the three girls that, you know, um, which I don't know. You, you got... Um, One's his wife, uh, right? Ali, yeah, Allie yeah. Louder is is the blonde who who's always going to cut him and beat him up, like the tough girl. <laughs> uh, Eliza Dush, Dushuku. Dushuku. That's his wife, right? No, that's that's oh, sissy. She was the one that was in Buffy and then in Dollhouse. Right. Um, she's the she's the one that kind of the main one that does a lot of talking. And then the other one was his wife. And a lot of people were fucking. They're like really hammering on that. Like, why is this one chick not fit in? And I'm like, like really? Like, <laughs> and of course, if I'm making movies, hell yeah, I'm putting my wife in there. And he even <laughs> he even defended that one once. Um, I think it might have been later on with with this last one, this reboot. Someone said, "Why why do you put your wife in every every movie?" And he's like, "If you were making a movie, would you not put your best friend in?" 
and she is my best friend. So it's like, totally, <laughs> I totally get it. And yeah. it's like, you know, he, he gets points for that one too. So, um, I, I, I thought that was awesome. And, and I didn't think she took that much away from it. I mean, yeah, she wasn't as, as hot as the others, but, and her acting was pretty bad. <laughs> I, I, and I, I didn't pick up on it the first couple times I watched it. I picked up on it on this rewatch because I was looking at her specifically. Why was everybody have a big problem? And it's not that she's, she doesn't have hardly any lines until the, the very end in the shootout. I don't think she says anything until the shootout at the end, but it's just, she's kind of stiff and a little bit awkward when she's acting, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't pick it up the first couple times. So probably because the other two demanded so much, you know, right. Attention. Um, but I, I and I love Jay. <laughs> so Jay's whole interaction with, with Shannon Elizabeth as justice, it just cracks me up the whole, you know, he, he's like, you can't call her bitches. So what would I call you? Like, okay, what about a uh, booboo kitty fuck? <laughs> you know, he's just, you just and she's so at, charmed by that too. And you're right. like, oh my god, what is she? That's that's right. it's it's a fantasy. It's a it's a guy's it's fantasy. An and that's what's fun about it about the movie. It's kind of it's right. kind of a juvenile fantasy, and they just have fun with it. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, and then you know he he goes, do you like all animals? What about trouser snakes? And you know, and then he gets the the devil on his shoulder, and then the other <laughs> oh, devil yeah. comes up. And the other, and, like, <laughs> and then the other he show her, and then the and then the then the angel shows up. He's With got a black, a black eye. eye. <laughs> you ain't gonna do that. Now hold on, I gotta go kick some devil's ass. <laughs> so. Just shit like that is hilarious to me, and and you know he's always checking in with you know Bob, and Bob's giving the look like no, don't do it, don't do it, <laughs> and stuff. Um, so then they yeah they get through the whole point where they they now we're gonna have to be the patsy for the the diamond thief right the the girls the diamond thief, and this is this is one of the funniest fucking scenes to me that ever happened in any <laughs> Kevin Smith, and it's when they do uh, the click commander uh, video. Oh, <laughs> and Muse, I am the clit commander. <laughs> but the, so the funny thing, and, and you, if you watch it, knowing what you're looking for, you kind of you see him finally break because he's going through the whole, you know, I own this clit. I am the master. And then he goes and then I'm going to take the little sucker and he like gets his hands down together. And he's like, I'm going to and I get down close to it. And it's right then when the scene cuts. But you can just see him start to laugh like he loses <laughs> it at that point. And. I've laughed at that for so many times to the point where I, I've, I've, I've said those lines just randomly places like at work and stuff. And, you know, just to, just to see who else knows Jay and Silent Bob. I'll have to, I'll have to watch that and look for his, his, uh, his, his, his break. break. Yeah. There's also actually, there's another one right before that. Um, when, um, they're inside the van and, and Jay jumps on Silent Bob and, He's like, oh, I'm going to get fucked, you know, I'm gonna... and he's getting all up and close into him and it, he's holding it and hold it. And then, and then Kevin Smith loses it at the, uh, at the end of it. And, and they leave it on for a good two seconds of him. You, you can see him breaking character and, and just starting to laugh and, and stuff like that. I love seeing in shows. It, it just, it, it makes me happy. Cause it's like, you know, these, these guys are having fun with this. It's not just, you know, a, a shit job and stuff like that where you know you see other movies and you hear about sometimes where the actors are just not happy and you're like well why would you do this if you're not happy so that always that always intrigues me um some other notable uh appearances in this 
you know, there's there's so many stars. Um, you know, we had Chris Rock uh, right. from from Shannon Doherty. <laughs> uh, she did her her scream uh, cameo. Well, and not only that, they had Wes Craven, the director of Scream. Yeah, the, the actual director, and and same with uh, Ben Affleck and 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 Matt Damon. Oh, had the director, the director was Gus Van Sant, who did yeah. Good Will Hunting, and and then here they were doing Good Will Hunting too. Uh, hunting, right. I don't know what was it. Hunting season. Hunting season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Shannon Doherty was also she was in uh, Mall Rats, I believe. Okay. I, okay. I think that's what the one she was in. Um, trying to think oh did i got yeah um what were some of the others tracy morgan he was uh when they got into hollywood the crack dealer that's right and and that was another another good line that you know a lot of people were talking about they really love was like when uh when he's like i don't know what you said little kid but you got my heart <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good one and, and I, tracy I, morgan i didn't recognize uh him at the time but uh judd What's nelson no. Oh, as, 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 as the, the sheriff. sheriff. I didn't realize. Yeah. I didn't recognize him. I, I haven't seen him since Breakfast Club. Right? I think there was another movie after that. But, but yeah, he, he's just not one that. But then they also had um, Will uh, Ferrell. Will Ferrell, yeah. And I didn't actually. I didn't care for Will Ferrell in this. I thought he was a little too. too he was real campy. Yeah, really ridiculous, and uh, um, didn't didn't quite fit with with things for me but uh but that's all right i i do he had I, some really funny parts though that there was a couple okay. of things that I, I really like the whole the whole scene when they're when they're coming out of the diner and he's like oh no like you know okay we're gonna let your homosexual family go and all this and they go and then like not even a second later he's like that was the monkey right <laughs> <laughs> just that one got me and then when they're having the shootout um and he he's like, why are why are you shooting? And then they're like, because we're we're women and we're bad and all and and all on the outside. And then it goes back to him and he goes, not all of us. And it's this whisper. <laughs> and just, you're like, oh, it's so funny. Uh, to me, it was, the, and doesn't he kill the the? Uh, he puts a big huge hole in the in the uh, Barney like. Uh, he shoots the yeah. <laughs> the, the, whoever was dressed up in the in the with a, yeah, he comes in with a shotgun. And yeah, put the hole through him. He's like, oh, oh that was supposed oh. to be a warning shot. I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah, that was Is that gonna be okay. <laughs> so yeah, they have a ton of you know um, people that were in and out of different different uh, skew uh, view askew movies. And I think it's really good that they do that, and I love the way they did it. You know, it's all based on on laughter and, and funny. Um, so you know, we get through the whole the whole movie. This and this is one of the the criticisms that a lot of people brought is that it didn't have any heart to it or any story or any message. You know, like you know, you, you look at uh, they were talking about chasing Amy. You know, dealt with you know some serious issues with you know the 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 lesbian. Um, uh, Girl, the relationship and things like you know the the different things there, you know it was a much more serious and, and had much more meaning. Where Dog this was more philosophical. It's well, it's yeah, yeah about religion yeah. and stuff like that. Where this just didn't really have anything, and that's where I, I I I'm like, but he didn't he didn't want that in there. He wanted it to be like a high school reunion kind of, you know. Yeah, just tongue in cheek, it. having some fun. Exactly. And, and so I I I I really enjoyed it. Um, we don't have to get too much more deep into it. I mean, without going through scene by scene, but it has, there's just so much that makes me laugh in this. Um, 
even today watching it again, you know, the, the jokes don't all hold up because some of the, the, the throwouts to the, the current um, geek culture and stuff like that that were happening at the time aren't always the same. So younger people lose their may, relevance a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're, if you're of the age of probably would have seen this uh, when it first came out um, anywhere between 20 or say, well, we'll say 12 to, to 30, you should, should get most of it and laugh at it. If you're, you know, have a sense of humor and not, you know, aren't offended by too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. That's the other thing. And this, I think a lot of people now are talking about this and they're like, Oh, I'm so offended. And it's like, well, why? It's just jokes, you know? And, and a lot of people were talking about how Kevin Smith had to defend himself about not being homophobic because there was a lot of like dick sucking jokes and, you know, I'm not gay. And, you know, they said he's, it was, you know, really bashing gays. And he's like, where in there did we bash anybody? Where were any of these harmful? They were, they were laughable moments where, you know, and so I, I think it's a change in our culture that has, has made some people jaded to things like this where they can't sit back and go, okay, it's funny because it's, it's not hurtful to anybody unless they're trying to be hurt by it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just cause, just cause someone says, Oh, you know, uh, suck a dick doesn't mean, you know, as a guy does not mean that they're making fun of gay people or, you know, so, you know, yeah. I, well, I know, in, I, know. In, I think it's even in both the movies, they make some references to being homophobic and, you know, they kind of draw <laughs> that out. And so it's almost like there, there, there's a, there's more of an awareness. And sometimes as long as that awareness is there, you, you have a little bit more room well, to Kevin Smith's uh, brother is gay. Yeah. And he had a great relationship was the best man in his wedding. So it's not like he had, he's not homophobic. He doesn't have an issue with it. So I think a lot of people are trying to push more into it than was really there. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, trying to be offended to just to be offended kind of thing. Um, I think they put some of the jokes in the second one more to throw back in there. In the, Kevin Smith is really one to not sit back and take criticism. <laughs> well, well, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and well, I can he'll see answer people... it. He'll answer it. He'll either answer it in a, in a podcast or in a movie. I'll throw a line. In yeah. There. <laughs> well, but they say that he doesn't take criticism well, meaning that, you know, oh, you got to take what we say and, and just accept it and, and go forward. And it's like, well, no, he doesn't have to accept your criticism. He can defend himself. And absolutely. And, so, yeah. and, and that's what I, I was like. These people are, you know, that doesn't mean you don't accept criticism. It means I don't have to just accept what you say. Your opinion does not change my thought process. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what it is. It's their opinions. So, you know, he gets a lot of flack for that. And, and I can see some people, you know, he's not the humble, humble guy like, oh, I'm just happy to be here. You know, he's like, no, this is this is my art and, and you're shitting on it. I'm going to I'm going to say something back, you know. And so I, I kind of respect him for that a little bit, too. Um, I'm not sure what else in this this first one that, you know, if there's anything else that really stood out to me. Um. Well, it did, you know, like I said, it okay. didn't have the heart that the other one did. Right. Because the other one, you were saying, well, you, you know, you teared up a little bit, and I'm not going to lie, I did too. <laughs> yeah, the other one was, so so moving into into Reboot. Reboot. Which, which the way they kind of explain the differences between... Uh, <laughs> oh, I wrote this down. <laughs> remakes and reboots, they, they're constantly, it, it gets really, uh, you know, you... you, you you, it gets meta the way it, it kind of reflects mm. on itself and things start building on themselves to where it's really 
effective and and the whole idea of you know bringing a child and that becomes your reboot too there there it's they they do bring a that lot was a great line to how how it all all plays out and i i, I appreciated that um yeah that was an aflac line that he said that that you know really your kid is is your reboot yeah you know uh, someone wrote something about this that I thought was, it says, this movie, the reboot, takes a jab at reboots, remakes, and sequels while it's simultaneously being all three at the same time. And I thought that was pretty funny because it did. You know, they, they, they have that whole scene in, in, when they're like, oh, yeah, they're doing a reboot. Uh, a remake and they're like what what's a reboot and he's like oh this is that he's like they don't even do remakes or anymore they barely do squeakles which was a you know for the chipmunk movie because they called it a squeakquel <laughs> and I, thought, I was like that was pretty funny well like, he, and he's makes... a huge fan of star wars and even force mm-hmm. awakens a big fan <laughs> and yet he threw it under the bus with the whole you know you know what's a movie that has a has a bad guy in a mask and they shoot yeah. down a, a big a planet the you know they he basically describes star wars it's like nope that's phantom menace and that's a reboot for you you know that yeah <laughs> well i do like the two it was also talking about um when he gets into that and then he, he goes well in marvel he's, he's like if you if you like harry potter boom you're gonna get 10 of them <laughs> if you like if you like uh fast and the fierce we're gonna drive that into the ground yeah. because if you like marvel and he's like oh you shut the fuck up right now and don't talk shit about marvel <laughs> i was like it's and they do me laugh there's another great line in here where they basically uh talk about what they did and you know where they say something about 2001 you know when they when when jay and silent bob jay obviously is is describing to his uh his um daughter spoiler um that, <laughs> about what they did in 2001 and she says isn't that what you're doing now oh. you know really yeah. c- kind of calling out the fact that this is basically just a reboot of that movie too which it does it, it plays out very similarly they've got the four uh four girls um in, right in the, in the van just like uh <laughs> you know so so it's it's cool to, and they're going to hollywood um yeah they, they play into that a lot and yet at the same time they're proving that it's still a, a whole new movie with 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 uh, yeah you, you they, know, they you, made you, enough changes in there that yeah. it made it more interesting it wasn't a complete just rewrite of the same thing and uh but i thought they did a really good job you know they they did a lot of similar things like they ended up in the van with the girls um uh, one of the funny things too is, you know, so they're going to Florida. Did you watch the very? Did you watch through the trailer end again, where they did they do the whole joke? Uh, they're like, oh yeah, we're going to Hollywood, Hollywood, Florida. No, no, no. And they're it. So the judge says it like uh, um, at the airport and then in the car. Uh, in the, so they they use that one a couple times, and I thought that was kind of funny. It's just one of those little throwaway things. Um, there was a couple other really funny things in there too that I I, I really enjoyed that. Um, they had some different cameos from people. Um, Shannon Elizabeth in the in the, the uh, airport, you know. Is that they, they? That was when she was she was the uh, South Best. Isn't Shannon uh, Elizabeth the? Uh, oh, I'm the, sorry, not Shannon. Why did I say? You talk about the one from Saturday Night Live. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'll find her name in here. Um, but there, there's so there was a part of that. Um, Molly Shannon. Molly Shannon, there you go. Yeah, I had the Shannon part. <laughs> um, so they were talking. So apparently, there was a time when Southwest threw Kevin Smith off the plane for being too fat. They said he was a safety hazard, and so that was. There's a scene in that where oh, and they're talking about call- the weight problem. Yeah, well, not only yeah, he's like, did you call him fat? And then he <laughs> goes on, and then they have the weight problem. I was like, oh, that's funny. So that's him. <laughs> taking cracks at real life things like in the first one where he took cracks at the the guys writing um 
the bad reviews and stuff and, and right. the blunt man crying and they went and beat him up there was one in there that was actually i heard from a from one of the um online uh, chat rooms magnolia fan that really like went after kevin smith pretty heavily in this this thing and so one of the guys that they he goes are you do you under the handle magnolia fan and he's like yeah and that's when they start kicking his ass so <laughs> little things like that they throw in there too oh and they're beating everyone up at the end yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's right um so yeah those, those were good and then um the other like getting in the in the car with the the like the uber driver and he's talking about his hater tots <laughs> thought that was pretty funny that was okay so that was you know he talks about like yeah it's supposed to Fred be about team B. yeah, yeah. That? there he's like oh yeah you know i thought this would be good it's it's like tater tots and and uh teen beat and all this and and he goes what you know uh i guess teen girls just aren't into hater tots but you know who are and he's like the Ku klux klan and i don't know where because they also have that other big scene with the clan right right later on so something must have happened that i don't know what brought that why that became such a big thing because it seemed like there was more than one little note you know mention of it essentially right so i, I i'm not sure where that came from because um, i tried to i tried to figure out you know some of the what he was poking poking jokes at and stuff like that um i noticed I like, I, what well, like uh, we saw Ben Affleck and, and uh, Matt Damon again, but they played, they didn't play themselves. They didn't play like they did in the first movie. They played their characters from past movies. Like yeah. ben, Matt Damon was the dogma. Loki. Right, Loki. Yeah, Loki. And uh, Ben Affleck was... Uh, Holden. The one that was opposite Banky, right? Hey, the, 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 the uh, yeah, but he's all chasing he's, Amy. He's all chasing Amy, yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, each of them had had a pun, like uh, <laughs> what Matt Damon said, the reborn identity. Yeah, I think, and, uh, and, goes, and then he kind of and then he goes, and well, then, then he no, he all the holy high fives himself. Like, <laughs> like pun game is on black. And, uh, and then uh, Ben Affleck does the the Just Us League too, which which oh, that was <laughs> there's way more than that. He does a bunch. Like so, oh, there was oh. another one in there. He's he's like. Um, He's, he's talking it, and it's kind of hard to pick up because it's in a serious moment he's like yeah just when you think you're bruce wayne no you're more and he says i can't think of the dad's name he goes or or the mom her name escapes me and that i had to look up because i'm like what the heck because he looks right out there and kind of winks so that is a throw out to um the superman v batman movie where he plays batman right yeah and both and there's the call out to the Martha, which is the name of Batman's uh, mother, but it's also the name of Superman's mother. Right, and that becomes and so kind of the the, the joke. <laughs> so well, that, yeah, that was what what at the climax of that movie became yeah. what drove one of them to to finally fight back or something like that. Yeah, well, I mean, the funny thing was, is he's like he's like, or 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 Batman's mother, her name escapes me, and I was like, that's just, it's funny. So, it, another interesting fact, um, little factoid: this is a, a movie that has uh, two people that starred at bat as Batman uh, in it with Val Kilmer and. Um, oh, that's ben right, Affleck. Val Kilmer. Oh, I didn't think about that as Batman. <laughs> That's true, and actually, he played. Uh, he had the bat. Uh, he did Blunt Man. Blunt Man, yeah. Well, and <laughs> and then Supergirl makes... was uh, was uh, the one who oh, played Chronic. That's funny. I didn't even think about that until just then. Oh, um, and it was and, and yeah, 
Oh my gosh, that's actually kind of funny because it's Batman v, <laughs> v Superman. Right. Which that, that's <laughs> even funnier now that you think about it. So another. So the reason that she was in there is uh, apparently he's he's directed some of the Supergirl episodes on uh, the CW. Okay. So that's that's where he he kind of worked with her, and that's why she was in that part. You know, to, once more helping out your friends and stuff like that. Yeah. And then it's it's incredible because. I know Val Kilmer. He had something happen, right? He's like he's something. He, he had like talk. throat cancer, I believe, and yeah, something like so that. So what? What better spot to put him in at, is than <laughs> Silent one Bob. Man, yeah. Silent Bob. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that, that was great, you know, um, just perfect. And and the fact that you know he was able to do it um, was really good. I caught a reference, and I don't know if this is real, but I but it stood out in the first movie as a scene that reminded me of it, and then in the second movie. Uh, same thing. So, um, did you ever see the movie Ocean's 12? Not Ocean's 11 or Ocean's 13, but Ocean's 12. Um, with, you know, Brad Pitt and George Clooney. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I know the gang. I'm well, not sure if I saw all So, three there's of them. a scene in it where the, they're doing some sort of heist, and there's a guy that breaks in and he has to do some sort of acrobat oh. through these lasers <laughs> to, get, to get whatever is on the other end. So when I saw uh, the first movie, the first one, yeah, that reminded me of that scene. Well, then today, you know, I, I'd seen both of these movies before when they came out in the theater. You and I saw this one, yeah, uh, last we year. We saw the reboot when it was premiered, and and then I, but uh, just just uh, these last couple of days, I've I've rewatched them both, and and watching the reboot, there's a scene where Kevin Smith or Silent Bob. Real, they realize that Silent Bob looks like Kevin Smith, the director. Oh, right, so they right, do a yeah. switch. Well, they do that in Ocean's Twelve as well with Julia Roberts, where oh. she switch, <laughs> where they get you know Bruce Willis calls Julia Ro or thinks it's Julia Roberts, but hey, she looks like Julia Roberts, and it's kind of a weird scene. And, and a lot of people didn't like that in Ocean's Twelve that they did that. Well, they do okay. the same thing here. So I thought I thought it was interesting in both movies. They pull something that reminded me of Ocean's Twelve, which seems like a, a kind of an obscure reference, but I wonder. I wonder so if there's something there. Could be. Originally, um, the director, uh, the Kevin Smith uh, part that was the director, was going to actually be played by Stan Lee. Um, but he passed away before right. okay. they were able to do it. And uh, which so then he had to kind of take it over as himself. Uh, you know, another thing, you know, you got that really emotional and, and powerful, like probably the most emotional and powerful moment um, pretty close to it is the map. Matt, um, well not Matt, but uh, Ben Affleck scene, hmm. you know, where, where he comes in and he's talking about being a dad and the whole, you know, you don't get your third act, that's your kid and stuff like that. And, you know, that, that whole scene, they had a falling out um, that uh, happened like in 2006 and hadn't really talked to each other until the filming of this. And uh, it, it happened to be uh, on a talk show or something. Ben Affleck's like, oh, yeah, you know, I know they're doing this reboot and stuff like that. And they haven't asked me in. But, you know, if, if they want, I'll be available. This was actually the last scene shot for the entire film because he didn't he wasn't even part of it until like the last week. Really? They wrote all they wrote all that and filmed it in the last week of shooting. And they got chasing Amy to come in with that whatever whoever plays Amy. I think she might have been. I think she might have okay. been in it already potentially. But that I mean to me, it it almost seems like this movie is written around that scene kind of. 
to me, you know, the message is written around that. Uh, another little fun factoid, the little girl that comes out, the, the Amy character, that's actually Jason Muse's daughter. Okay. That's good. <laughs> so, yeah. so, um, so they had Kevin what, Smith play, uh, or Kevin Smith's daughter play Jay's daughter. Daughter. And, yeah. And then, and then Jason Muse's daughter was Ben Affleck. Played and, Ben Affleck's daughter. Chasing Amy. And yeah, or the one who played Chasing Amy. Or, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, they named and they named her Amy after. So uh-huh. Now he's always chasing Amy and stuff like that. And I thought that was it was it was great. I, I thought those really worked. So a lot of people also criticize um, Kevin Smith's daughter, uh, Harley Quinn, um, as being a bad actress. And I, I knew you're more you're more of the film guy. So to, I, I'm going to I'm going to default to you on this because I didn't see anything that was horrible. I didn't see anything that was oscar worthy but i didn't see i wasn't like I she's unbelievable i thought I she know. did really good I, I i i did not i thought she carried herself really well um she was the one that kind of stuck the the landing in those those heartfelt scenes in the end too yeah um, oh right so yeah. uh and and same with jason muse i think i think the two of them uh really delivered there i i was really impressed and you know, you, you talked about the Ben Affleck scene. To me, that one bugged me because I thought he just looked ridiculous. I mean, I didn't care for his his performance in that. I thought that looked... Oh, was, see, I, thought, I found it very genuine. That seemed really, really sentimental, uh, I guess I'd say. You know, silly, sentimental in a silly sort of way. It just... It didn't, oh. it did, it, it didn't feel right. But I thought Jay or Jason Mewes and... And... and uh, and Harley Quinn, uh, their scenes, that's what really worked for me. And Ivan seems to agree. I've got my yeah. dog behind me. That... Yeah, Ivan's wrong, though, because I, I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, I, you, you I mean, granted, this, the scenes were more emotional because they were crying and stuff like that. But that, they, you know, they pulled on the heartstrings this way. I think just it's what Ben Affleck said. And, and I, you know, I, I got you there. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, I didn't, the reason I don't, I don't, think that the the acting was bad or off or campy or anything that is is to me it came out more genuine like it seemed it seemed like a real like you know sometimes you get these emotional things in the movies and they go they lower their voice and they get quiet <laughs> and you're like fuck nobody talks like that in real life you don't sit down someone to go oh my god okay look no he, he was talking like hey, and you've also provided you provide some insight too that it sounds like there was something Mm-hmm. going on behind the scenes too that that brought brought some and reality to that so i was watching it and w- watch go back and just watch that scene and watch kevin smith's face it's almost as he's delivering this you can just he's fighting back a tear he's he's just happier than i mean because he said that you know when when he came back into his friendship and stuff like that he got back a missing part of his life and you can see it but if you don't know to look for it, I can see missing it. But yeah, to me, and maybe that's because I knew watching that scene today, I knew that part and I was like, oh man, it's so, that and I always get teared up when people talk, you know, especially guys talk about, uh, you know, daughters and, and yeah. how they change your life. Cause I've been there, I've yeah. done that, you know, 100%. So uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was just me being a sentimental bastard that I am. Um, Another standout. Having daughters <laughs> does that to us. Yeah, you're right. And you three stand- times over, man. Right, I know. That's why we had to get a male cat because every other animal in here is also a female. 
right? It's like, ah, uh, we used to have, I, I used to have a, a dog that was the boy and we had a bunch of female cats. So now I don't have the dog and now they got another female dog. So it's like, fuck. Right. <laughs> so they got me a male cat. Um, Chris Helmsworth. <laughs> in it, the, the, so, and it's funny. And this is why watching after that, I had to watch Ragnarok tonight because, um, <laughs> He has the full accent in, in this one, and it just cracks me up. And it made me think of the character uh, Krog, Krog in uh, Ragnarok, the big rock guy. Oh, okay. Because he, he has that very strong Australian kind of... He's New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it just, well, it just has that, that tone. I mean, they sound similar. They are, they're, they're slight differences, you know. If we say it around them, they'll kill us. Um, and we do <laughs> see those people together, and they could. They're very potent um, martial artists, so don't mess with them. Wait, what? Um, the New Zealanders and the Australians. Oh, you're okay. You're talking about <laughs> Gotcha. JSK. Got but, it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Our, our campus school. But anyways, I loved, I loved the whole thing with Chris Hemworth and, and just, it made me laugh. Um, and it made me want to watch Thor Ragnarok. But, uh, I, I just thought the whole, the whole thing was hilarious. You know, it was like, don't, don't hump my thing. You know, don't hump the, uh, hologram. Don't do any of this. And he's like, and don't don't say, you know, as they're doing it there, you know, yeah, they're going, you know, Kevin, of course, he's directing his daughter doing this stuff. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, yeah, there's that's funny, too. Um, The whole uh, but when he goes, he goes in, don't don't uh, talk to me like you're having the conversation and tell me you're going to fuck me. Tell uh, tell your Thor because I don't have to take that from you. My wife, maybe, but not you. (laughs) I I was cracking up. Um, So, yeah, that was one of my other uh, just just favorite cameo kind of type ones in this one i looked up on youtube i was just trying to do a little bit of i i've watched some of kevin smith's reviews before but i saw this little a uh, little bit when he was on on a, a a talk show he when he and uh, jason muse were promoting the reboot and they came out and before they started talking uh well bef- before they started getting any questions he's all wait before before anything i gotta tell you this story and he tells a story this is this is uh kevin smith um, well, he, he says, okay, Jason just got this text. And before we read you the text, I got to tell you the story. He tells a story about how, and, and what really happened, I guess his, his daughter, Harley Quinn, who was, who's in the movie was, uh, mm-hmm. dating a new person. And, um, apparently this, this, this guy was a little worried about meeting Kevin Smith and, and, you know, was a little intimidated by him. Um, but, um, and he hadn't, he hadn't. Sh- he hadn't been around, but Harley Quinn, um, his daughter calls him and says, Hey, can you pick us up from the house and you can meet him? But you know, don't, don't do anything to embarrass me or, you know, so oh. what does he do? He says, he goes, he says, he goes to, <laughs> he pulls out a few joints. He goes, uh, he, he parks out, he, he drives to the house. He parks, uh, at the top of the driveway. He hot box, he smokes out in the car, all three joints. <laughs> then he calls his, his, uh, his daughter and says, I'm here. And they come out and he stumbles out of the car and basically like, like stumbles up to the boyfriend saying, you know, you know, or he says something about, you know, you got to drive me home because I'm stoned and don't, you know, don't treat my daughter wrong or, you know, and he's stumbling <laughs> around and, 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 and then they get in. And then at this point when he's telling the story and he's all now, Jason, what's the text you just received? And Jason reads it. And he says, he says, 
Tex says, make sure my dad doesn't tell the story about uh, about my new boyfriend, <laughs> you know, and, which he's just gone on to tell on live uh, on, on his live talk show. I thought that was hilarious. So that's that's funny. <laughs> they also talk about why Clerks was black and white, which uh, some people think that it was for you know there was there was a, a good reason. The real reason was because they didn't have much money, and it was, it was I was going to say low budget. But someone suggested that it was possibly so that they kind of like like a security camera, like oh. they were trying to film it from a security camera point of view. And they heard that and they really liked it. So then whenever anyone asked them why it was in black and white, that's what they said. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> no, I, as soon as you said that, I was like, it's probably because they were film students and he didn't have money. I mean, because they talk about that's one of the things that was really um, cool about Kevin Smith in the early days is that he was he was like a film student. He yeah. didn't. He didn't cow down to, you know, get these things made. He made them himself. He figured out how to do it. And, you know, people give him shit about, you know, being putting everything he does out on video and all this stuff and always trying to be in front of the camera um, talking, not necessarily in movies, but just on his podcast and YouTube videos and, and conversations and stuff. Well, that's just that's who he is. Right. That's that's how he was able to get to where he is. And people give him shit for it. It's like he, you know, he opened the door for probably a ton of people, whether they like to, you know, acknowledge it or not. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. I yeah he's know. never changed. I mean, he's, he's stuck with his own uh, way of doing things. He's made some weird ass movies, you know, the, the, <laughs> the, uh, the walrus Tusk. guy. Yeah. Tusk. Tusk. And, David, um, and who, who, who something Nick and, I don't know, someone make a point. Oh. Um, I actually enjoyed that a little bit other than Seth Rogen was in it and I can't stand Seth I haven't Rogen. seen either of those. I just uh maybe it's just the premise sounds really odd but uh I it will it, <laughs> it is the the title is very apropos to the what it is but it just it kind of works. It's kind of funny. Okay. Um, I want to see Task. Uh, if I if I could find that I want to check that out. Um <laughs> I guess Cop Out was another one that he made it was a total bomb and he even admits that that one's a, a really bad Well they even yeah I think one. they have a shout out to that in this one where Yeah. <laughs> they talk about the director Kevin Smith and he's yeah didn't he do Cop Out and they're like Ugh. Yeah like fuck that guy. <laughs> um yeah no apparently that had a lot to do too I, him and um Bruce Willis did not get, nope. get along well nope. and so I don't know if that was I haven't seen it so I can't speak well, to it. Yeah so they did uh, Die Hard Four together. Uh, yeah. Remember Die Hard? Die Hard. Um, Say like Die well, Hardest. The guy from Tusk and who's been in a lot of the movies. The the uh, the, the Mac in the Mac and the PC commercials. What's his name? I don't know. Um, Justin, <laughs> Justin lost me in that one. <laughs> Justin Long. Justin Long. Okay. So he's he's in both the. Or he, I know he's in the Silent Bob reboot. Uh, I believe. They, yeah, if he's if he was in um, any other movies, he probably was. But they met on the set of Die Hard, because uh, which it's a really good movie, Die Hard Four, uh, and it's. But uh, Justin Long is the one that's palling around with Bruce Willis. He's the okay. one that he's the one that can, he's the the hacker, um, and uh, but they go down and visit uh, Kevin Smith in his basement, you know, because they because mm. he's like the hacker living in his basement that gotcha. has a lot of connections and stuff. So that's where they all met. And that was prior to doing cop out. Um, but apparently so, I guess things went South after that. Yeah. Justin long, uh, he played the lawyer in the beginning. Yeah, that's right. 
That's which right. was that whole scene to me was <laughs> fucking hilarious. I mean, just the whole, all of it, the judge, the bailiff, the, it was all to me just funny. Um, and his character, I think, was part of it. Just I don't, his deep voice and the the, <laughs> the I don't even know what to how to call it, but it was it was good. Yeah, that guy's that guy's in a lot of stuff that's really good. Justin Long. Um, trying to think what else was. You don't uh, remember him from the Mac and PC commercials? Hi, I'm a Mac. Hi, I'm a PC, and then they I think I do. Yeah, yeah, now that you now that you okay. say it, yeah, I had I had to visually see him. Um, <laughs> so, the, a lot of this is it too is is you know he's it's after Jason Mewes' character Jay uh, meets up and and finds out that Harley Quinn, um, Millie, right, Millennium, Millennium Falcon, Falcon, yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, was uh was his daughter and and then they play off of that and then they have to take him to hollywood and and then so there they uh there's a line in there that jason said I w i'm gonna butcher it if i try and say it off without reading it but uh when uh they're talking about do reboots and he's like oh yeah where they just they take the same thing and they just change it up and and uh make it more diversified and it's when he's t in the van talking to the girl and you're like okay so <laughs> You know, it just, it's so point on. It's like, they've yeah, got all got, the different girls. One's black, yeah. one's, one's the one, uh, jihad, and one's the Chinese, yeah. the Chinese. Well, and then you got the deaf and the mute. Right. You know, <laughs> just the whole thing. And it's just like, oh man, it's, it's funny. But I mean, he calls them out a hundred percent on that. Like, you know, you just, it's just a remake of it. And all you do is you add diversity. And <laughs> I was like, that's fucking funny. Um, so yeah, the, it, so he was doing this. I don't want to call it tongue-in-cheek type film, but it really is another. We're, we're having a high school reunion. We're bringing all our friends, and we're going to do this funny play. Yeah. Essentially, is the way I take this. And, and and if you look at it like that, I think they're way more enjoyable than if you if you go into this trying to find any real meaning, uh, any deep uh, cuts with the the script or some crazy film. You know, that's one of the other things they they give Kevin they, his filming in a lot of these are very plain is what, you know, he just he cut and shoot. Does, you know, he doesn't try and do his any one shots and all the stuff that, you know, you geek out about uh, film wise. Sure. It's more like, a, it's more like, you know, soccer mom with her camera, you know, doing a home video kind of thing, just point and shoot and go, which I think, I think he does a great job. I love it. Um, I don't know what else to say about this. I, I it's just, I think I think if you watch these two without watching any of the other movies, you lose at least a quarter to a third of the jokes or reasons I, why. Yeah, the I think these are hard movies to to watch if you don't know Jay and Silent Bob. I think the, I, I think I think you need to know more than that. I think you need evolution to these characters, but you need to to see them in in Clerks or or uh, or. Well, some yeah, of I think you need to see movies. all of them: Clerks, yeah. Chasing Amy, Mallrats. Because um, otherwise, you just don't. Dogma. It, a lot of this just seems like an inside joke. Otherwise, mm -hmm. and that's no fun to be. Well, it is an inside joke. Yeah. Um, um, but then he adds, you know, he adds some other just cultural, cult, cultural jokes, you uh -huh. know, with sci-fi kind of things thrown in the 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 throwouts to the different um, Star Wars. Like, did you notice in the beginning, um, the first one, the beginning opening? It's got the same frame uh, from uh, 
think it's this Empire and the well, words yeah, I come mean, in. Strikes Back. It's, you know, Jane, yeah. Silent Bob Strike Back. That's certainly just like Empire well, Strikes even, Back. And Although I, it's in Reboot that, that he exclaims at the end, I am your father. So, so they, oh, Right. <laughs> well, they also go, these are our friends from a long, uh, long, long time ago <laughs> and a far off. Yeah, I think she says far off something. Yeah, I bet uh, the people that are haters are people that feel like they're on the outside of the inside joke. You know, it, uh, well, it's because, weird because a lot of them are saying that no, they've seen all these movies and like a, a lot of them are like, oh, I love chasing Amy and all this. And I think, okay, I, I don't know why the hate really. I did, that's what I mean. It's just I, maybe, maybe I just I I can't grasp a hold of why why you would even watch things like this or why why would you the, the like the podcast that, that maybe they, they watched do. them alone. I mean, these are these are movies that are fun to watch with with friends. True. Uh, maybe a they're or sad or people. smoking a butt. You know? <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're and maybe they're just sad people and and can't find you know funny and and without being offended. Are they, maybe I, they're just maybe they're just critics, you know. Yeah. Well, everybody's a critic. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So we talked a little bit about Harley Quinn. Um, I thought she did a pretty good job throughout this, and I think you know there, she has some great lines. There, there's one thing that's that bugs me, and she does it like three different times in the movie. Is her rear naked choke? Is just all along, all like you can <laughs> I tell. Know. Like I know, I agree. <laughs> and I, I mean, you don't expect everybody to know how to throw a rear naked choke, but it just when you see it wrong and really wrong like that, I was like, ugh, okay. <laughs> so. But that's like that's super nitpicky. I did. There's a lot of people in this that I recognize them from things, but I couldn't remember where. Um, I, there's a rest. The the clan leader was a wrestler. I'm like, God, I recognize that guy, but I had to look him up. Um, yeah, I looked him up. I didn't. I didn't know where he was from. He's also done some. <laughs> Tommy Chong. Oh right! How perfect was he in there? He was. <laughs> uh, he was the he was uh, Alfred. Alfred, right? <laughs> I thought he was perfect. I thought that's what uh, um, they also made the reference to um, the honey. I know is it honey? What don't, is the don't tell mom the babysitter's dead? Yeah, which so is the, the, dish, the dishes are done, man, or something like that is apparently the line. And I've watched that movie, but apparently I missed that as being a big cultural thing. I guess I guess I was too old for that movie when it came out that I, I didn't get into the geek out on it. I don't know if I saw it. Uh, it's uh, what's her name from that was in uh, Married with Children, um, Applegate, Christina okay. Applegate. Okay. She was the, she was the babysitter. Does she die? No. Okay. No, it's it's a it's a comedy. They end up out on the town, <laughs> and she's like running around in a minivan, you know, like car chases, and you know, just all the craziness, like trying to get back home before. Is what I remember. Okay. Um. I yeah, remember I, the, the, I remember the cover box at Blockbuster. I do a lot of those, <laughs> lot of those '90s movies that came out on video. That's what I remember because, you know, I because that's what you saw a lot of. That's where you know that's that was my, yeah. I worked there for you know a good six or seven years, maybe longer. God, um, <laughs> so so a lot of my memories of movies at the time I didn't necessarily watch, but. I remember the cover box. I remember the cover box right. from Mallbox, Mallrats, and certainly mm -hmm. Chasing Amy. That was a popular one. I remember, but I yep. watched that one. Um, so, all right. Well, I think we've we've covered most of the stuff in this. Like I said, these are uh, and there, 
the reason this that we ended up doing these was because like uh we were we were in the middle of the bly we didn't know what else to watch we're like oh shit it's my birthday let's find something and i'm like the first thing i thought of was jay and silent bob because i bought the reboot disc not too long ago we went and saw because we went and saw it in the theater i bought it probably six months ago but it's been sitting by my tv um with my copy of the original um strikes back Uh uh-huh because i pulled them out i was going to watch them when i after i had knee surgery and I never got around to it. And so I think I just, it, in my mind, I kept going by and seeing those. I'm like, ah, oh, that's what we should do. And I, like I said, I enjoyed them, but I am also one that can turn off my brain and just laugh to laugh and have fun. And yeah, I'm, I'm still a 12 year old boy, <laughs> probably 90% of the time. So uh, I'm okay with that. Um, which I actually, and then I thought about afterwards, like what we should have, what we should have done for my birthday, just because it would have been really fun. And, and I hope we can do it sometime still is uh, I want to cover the 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Oh, okay. With you. Because I'm going to be in love with it, and I'm, I'm going to be able to see nothing wrong with it because I'm going to have rose-colored glasses, and I want to see what you <laughs> say about it as not being a Turtles fan and being a movie buff guy. So. I do think I saw that movie in the theater in the 90s. I remember that. They're all I dressed up in co- like rubber costumes, right? Isn't that? No, no, that, they actually got Turtles to play. They, they went and got some Ninja Turtles. Oh, God. Yes, their costumes. No, no, I meant because there was Jim one. Jim Henson. Okay, because yeah. there was one that, that was uh, animated or was digital. Yeah, the, uh, that, that was 2007. Was the they didn't have. Actually, no, that was 2007. Okay. That was the animated movie. And then they just had the 2016, 2014, 2016 Michael Bay Turtle movies <laughs> uh, not too okay. long ago. That's right. So, no, these were actually Jim Henson um, created uh, costumes and stuff like that. So, I mean, they put some money into it, and I thought it was really good. But uh, yeah, I saw that um, five, six times in the theater. Probably, <laughs> I was a huge Turtles fan when it came out. So uh, yeah, I saw that multiple times, and I've watched it. I've watched it at least once in the last year. <laughs> so uh, not every year I watch it, but I'll, I'll probably every three years. I'll it's not quite watch Ragnarok it. status, but it's but it's it's maybe well. Close. It's- because it's not on digital, I have to actually get out the disc and put the disc in where Ragnarok a lot of times was like on Netflix and all these others. So I didn't even have, I mean, I just, oh, that's push a button. Plus. Push. Yeah, yeah, right. And that's where I watched it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was flipping through trying to find something to watch. And I'm like, oh, yeah, got to do Ragnarok. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was perfect. Um, God, I forgot what I was talking about now. What were we talking about? Oh, we, yeah, the, how we ended up doing this. But I think it was great. Um Maybe some people, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some people in our audience, hopefully, that will will have seen this and enjoyed this and, and, you know, want to hear about this. And there may be someone that hasn't seen any of this and has no idea what, you know, any of the Kevin Smith or View Askew movies and are probably going to be like, I don't know what the heck. And I don't know if those are the best people to recommend it to. If you don't know what it is, nah, you're probably not going to. True. Right. If if you don't know Kevin Smith and you don't know these other movies in this this, uh, Skewiverse, you this is definitely not the movie to watch like uh i'm not a huge fan of clerks personally um i never bought into the 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 hype you know and was never drinking the kool-aid on that one i I was like okay it's good but i did like mall rats i did like dogma i love dogma actually um see clerks too i did see clerks too and i i I didn't care for it as much either i was that one shocked me a little bit just because it seemed a little there were some things and i was like oh all right, we go there now. Okay. <laughs> the horse. So we'll just, there was, I was like, Oh, all right. Uh, yeah. 
I, yeah, I'm not sure. I, maybe it's because I didn't, I wasn't as much into the, the original Clerks movie, so maybe it didn't, it didn't have the feel from like if there was a Mallrats two or a Dogma two, maybe I'd be more inclined to it. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I mean he he definitely had a cult following. It's easier to get those that. actors back than the actors from Dogma. True. To, well, to do a full yeah. full feature movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those guys either blew up or blew up. <laughs> I mean, not blow up, but really, that'd be really funny if one of them did. That was. That was bad humor. Um, well, I, I, never mind. Okay. So, um, uh, yeah, no, it was bad humor. All right, so um, on on a on, on a scale on our, our new scale, uh, how many beers or or uh, joints would you need to to enjoy this movie? And I think we should do it one. We'll, we'll do a split score on this one. Being a view askew. Uh, connoisseur and someone's never seen it. Um, well, now, because because this is a movie that I'd I'd kind of want to watch with a, with a couple beers, just oh for sure, it's a little bit more fun. Um, so that's not necessarily a negative, <laughs> a negative. But I'd say two beers would be perfect for for watching yeah. this movie as as a fan. Um, but but if you if you're if you're not if you're not aware of this stuff, I don't. I think it's, I think it's going to be a drag, and so I go on the <laughs> like four I, beers I, and a shot. I, I think yeah, I think you need <laughs> you're going to go four beers, but but again, that that two beers is because because I think it's just more fun that way. It's not. You're right. I it is more. I, it could be more enjoyable with with uh, liquid <laughs> vibrations right. or um, libations. Um, yeah, or you could have a sparkling water infused. Um, <laughs> however you get to your happy place um (laughs) i agree this is this is one where you you don't you don't need to be you almost don't want to be completely sober (laughs) it it, it adds it adds i think to the humor especially if you're a 12 year old boy you know mentally or 12 year old girl i'm sure they're just as sick as we were um (laughs) mentally you know, it's it's fart and dick jokes partially, and and just some other you know slapsticky humor. Not slapsticky, but that type of, you know, it's it's more about the laugh. Um, so yeah, yeah, I would say, I would say two beers uh, are recommended but not needed. And then yeah, if if you're not a, a a hardcore Kevin Smith fan or even softcore Kevin Smith man fan or VSU, no, if you had a couple, if you had four beers and a shot, you you would probably enjoy this regardless um you could enjoy it like i said too if you've got that 12 year old mentality you know dick and fart jokes make you laugh and i think his movies look better on the small screen than on the big screen i think they uh and i think that's that has to do kind of you asked about his filmmaking i think that the those sort of straight shoots shots you know where you're not putting too much into the into the composition and 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 camera movement and all that does look a little harsher on the big screen, but on the small screen, I had no problem with it at all. I yeah. think I re- so. Enjoy it. Uh, so that brings up something that um, someone was talking about. They said that, you know, Kevin Smith is an incredible storyteller. Now, you can be a storyteller and not be a good director, right? Because you can't always convey what you're trying to say into film. Right. But you yeah. can paint, you know, when you think about good storytellers, the, the people that sit around the fires, the campfire and, and tell these magical stories that get everybody, you know, those kind of he's that kind of person. 
Well, he can you know, sit in front. he's he's the kind of person I would you know I would probably rather spend two hours in the script writing room where they're bouncing ideas back right. and forth and listening to that than watching the movie because because yeah. that and that's where you just kind of see. The, how they're bouncing things about and having fun and getting really excited. Cause I could see yeah. as they're writing this, they were probably, Oh, let's do this. Let's say this and yeah. get really excited about it. And you, and then you have the whole process of, of putting it into a movie and that's kind of hit or miss. And, and well, that's what I mean. I think yeah. he's a great storyteller. So yeah, that, those are the, I mean, or just having him like, if just imagine if he just told you this story, there was no <laughs> film. He just sat yeah. down and like, and this is, and this is what happened next. And this is what, it would be enjoyable and, and so yeah i wonder if that's why his movies you said like you said look better on a small screen is because he he's got good stories so you you lose a little of visual you open you know when they say when you lose one sense the other ones open up more so maybe this is the case you lose a little visual so your your mental side of the the intake pumps up a little bit uh, your, yeah your story for, intake for me i think the bigger screen exposes more of the flaws of the filmmaking smaller screen you, you see through it a lot easier so yeah yeah nice all right well we're way past my bedtime i'm getting <laughs> old i'm older today than i was yesterday <sighs> um so yeah i think we should wrap up on this one um we got to get I set enjoy- for, for our Friday one, though. That's just yeah. a couple days away. We're- oh, it's so <laughs> good. Two days. I am so, yeah, I'm like, got to have it, got to have it. Um, uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. They they did really good with leaving cliffhangers because you're like, what, what the what the fuck? Got to keep watching, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, so we can sign off for this one. Uh, okay. I, I, I was trying to find a... I was trying to find a catchphrase to start using for a sign-off from things like that, and I couldn't remember if I had one from this one or not. Uh, they don't say anything special as leaving but unless you're snoogans or whatever <laughs> no it's just one of those things i was going to try and do but i didn't get it so say goodbye say goodnight, to then. hwsi oh yeah we didn't do all they know where to find us <laughs> no i was just trying coming up with <laughs> no i'm just saying it, it, I, it, you know we haven't done all the the where to find us an email and i was like oh but if if they're already at this point they <laughs> they know what's going on I doubt this is the one and only episode they're going to listen to. And if it is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Hey, it's Noah's birthday. Come on. Yeah. All righty. Let's sign off. All right. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night.